Hi, and thank you for joining Dating While Black's radio podcast. Dating While Black was created to open real dialogue between the sexes in hopes that it will foster positive exchange and help cultivate our communities. The radio segments will address issues that relates to the world, our communities, relationships, and everything in between. So sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy this segment. Hi, I want to start off today uh, real quick. I wanted to uh, thank all of our listeners, our supporters, the um, people that help assist and aid me in coming up with these great topics, and especially also our, to our sponsors. Without all of you guys collectively, we would not be as successful as we are. We are literally being streamed at some point 24 hours out of a day in different, not only in different states and cities, but also in different countries, which is amazing to me as I uh, periodically look at our our analytics. But more importantly, we are available in nearly 17 different platforms, which is so amazing because I've only submitted this to uh, Anchor, but you can listen to us on any type of podcast that's out there, any podcast platform that's out there. You don't even have to download it. You can listen to us through Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, um, Apple uh, Podcasts. We are just everywhere and like I said I just wanted to say thank you thank you for the support the messages I love the messages that you guys are sending me through anchor they are giving us life and also um just wanted to just say thank you thank you thank you very much uh we're also on the first page of google if you type dating while black podcast you will see us on the first page of google and we are also on the second page i believe as of today but that can always change if you haven't followed us already on facebook please do so we are uh dating while black obviously on facebook and we have about as of now twenty-five thousand followers and that grows daily and our reach is amazing our reach is about six million 6 million, 6.5 million on Facebook alone. We are on Instagram as well as Twitter. So anyway, without any delay, I want to talk about a very, very uh, important topic. And it is has a lot to do with how we manage our fears when it comes to um, a relationship. And this speaks to anybody who is either dating someone, exclusively dating someone, or in a relationship. There are times in which we are not as confident in the relationship and being able to figure out where we stand, where the relationship is going, and if it's still going in the direction that we want to it to go to. Uh, and sometimes it causes us, if you don't have enough control over your um, 
your mind or your emotions, maybe you're not in a good head space. And it can happen to anybody, men and women. Doesn't matter how long you've been in a relationship with the person or how many relationships or how much experience you've, you've had before. It is very, very common for us to fall into a trap of desperation. And as you know, the complete opposite of attraction is desperation. So we're going to jump into my uh, top five things that people do that speaks to or reeks of desperation. And some of these things you may have done in the past, you may currently be doing right now, or um, you may be on the receiving end <laughs> of, of some of these things. Now, these are not in any particular order. They're just the top eight that I've come up with. There's plenty more. There's a whole bunch of things that people do uh, that they don't even realize that is desperate. And if you continue in this matter, you could potentially run the person off. Okay? So, I just wanted to throw that out there real quick. Um, and then afterwards, please let me know what you think. You can always leave a message. Um, uh, you can email us. You can reach out to us. So we're, we're not hiding. We're here. But uh, definitely in a few minutes, I'm just going to jump into it. So here are the top eight things. Number one, values. When you are bargaining your values. And your values should be should come first before anything. You should know enough who you are and know what you stand behind to determine what type of person that you're going to allow into your space. Now, granted, we don't have control over who we are attracted to, who comes along, and we don't necessarily know everything that we need to know about the person, but you need to pay attention to who you are and make sure that you're true to yourself to where you do not bargain or negotiate your own values just to be with someone. And those values could be religious. It could be something that you do ritually, routinely. It could be anything, completely anything. If you're completely against tattoos and the person that you're dating has tattoos. That's not necessarily against your values, but if you find yourself in a tattoo parlor, right, saying, "Okay, let me let's let's get tat matching tattoos," and you know that's against who you are and everything that in that you said you wouldn't do, eh, you're compromising. Or just make sure that you're not compromising. Maybe you've changed your mind about tattoos, but that's just a loose. A, a very loose um, example there. Whatever your values are, stick true to that. If you decide that you're not going to uh, be intimate until marriage, if if that's if you're planning on being um, without sex, or you're not, not going to have sex with somebody that you're not in a relationship with, do not compromise what you hold true and dear to you just to be with someone or be in someone's presence. Because at the end of the day, if things do not go well, you have, that person's gone, but you still have to deal with yourself and the promises or the broken promises that you've made. So number one, do not, 
If you find yourself compromising your values just to be in a relationship with someone or to be in someone's presence or good graces, that is a sign of desperation. Number two, minimizing your feelings. I am such a staunch advocate of being expressive, being able to communicate how you feel, of course, in a respectable manner, uh, especially when things are not right. If you don't have that ability to communicate anything or express how you feel without fear of ridicule, retaliation, fear of someone minimizing your, your feelings, if you can't do that, then you're not in a healthy type of relationship. You can't go through life not sharing your feelings. And if you don't share your feelings, that's just going to add problems down the road. But that's a completely different story. But when I say minimizing your feelings, if someone that you're with said something or did something or continues to do something uh, that you have a problem with or that's made you feel some type of way, it is important that you speak up. If you acknowledge or understand there's a pattern or notice a pattern of them minimizing your feelings, maybe this is a situation that you should not be in or should not be pursuing um, at all. Do not minimize your feelings or the way you feel about certain things just to appease someone else, just to keep the peace. Now, I'm all for uh, picking your battles, right? I'm completely for that because not everything requires an argument, a discussion, or anything, but if you're in a situation where your feelings are not being considered at all, then again, you may want to consider whether or not you should be kicking it with this person or be in a relationship with this person or really think about what the balance is between your uh, this person, you and this person's relationship. What are the dynamics and why are you willing to be in any type of situation where you have to minimize your feelings just to keep the peace? And if you're doing that, that is a desperate action. People that love themselves really and truly want to be happy and they do not limit or they do not minimize their own feelings just to be in a relationship. Number three, asking, constantly asking about the status of the relationship, asking to be in a relationship. That type of stuff drives people up the wall and it makes you look really desperate. There's no, there's, that's like the worst. Um, I'm all for having that conversation because that conversation is very important. You need to know where you stand if the uh, conversation has already been made and you guys kind of establish where you're at. But if something has changed, then I feel like that's when it's time to be like, okay, where are we at? But to continue to ask someone when they say, you know, I'm not there yet. Maybe it was after a breakup. And you wanting to get back with your ex really, really bad. Maybe that's a scenario. And every couple of days you're like, so what do you think? Can we try this again? Don't do that. That's just you waiting and hoping and being acting as if you don't have any other options. And it's fine if you don't have any options. If, if your choice is to be with that person, 
let it be known, but don't continuously ask about the status of the relationship and if you guys can be together. That is so very counterproductive to whatever, um, to any type of positive outcome, any type of long-term positive outcome, because you want to be chosen too, just as much as they do. Okay, so don't constantly hound someone about being in a relationship with you. It's it's unattractive. And if they're looking at maybe being with you and someone else or being with you or not being with you, that is something that can tip their mind over unless they're playing games. Right. That can actually tip them over to saying, "Uh, I don't think so. I think we should be friends. Do not pressure people. It's unattractive. And it's not fair. Number four, being backup Betty or backup Bobby. And stop always taking crumbs. Stop always accepting crumbs. Okay? If you're wanting to spend time with a person and you're feeling that person, but they really don't, they put you in where they can fit you in, stop always being available to be that backup. Because you will always be a second option if you place yourself in that position. Don't be so desperate. Don't be quick to drop your plans that you already have uh, set up with your friends just to hang out with this individual. If you do it once or twice, fine. But if they know that you're going to drop everything at the drop of a dime and they don't appreciate it, they don't reciprocate it, then that's you being desperate. If they are the same, then that's just two people enjoying each other's time without without paying attention to who's calling who first, who's hanging out with who, who's, who's initiating. That's something that is uh, mutual on both ends. And that's safe. There's there's safety in that. But if you're the one that's always on, on standby, that's you being desperate. I, I, I don't care how much you enjoy being that person's life and in that person's presence but if you're the backup and no let me tell you this no one's telling you you're the backup no one's going I don't care how nice that conversation is I don't care how clean they put it you know when you're the backup you should know when you're the backup um if you pay attention to our um our series, The Neighborhood, um, <laughs> you'll learn who, like, there's a character named, um, gosh, is her name Didi or Dominique? She's back up all the time. Whenever her dude wants to see her, she's available, but he's quick to counsel plans to hang out with his boys, or he'll wait to um, set up time to hang out with her. In case he can kick it with someone else. Okay. So don't be that person. That's desperate. And it's very unattractive. Uh, And it's unfair to you. Number five. Buying time. And this goes for men and women. Um, If every time that you spend time with the person. Or the if they're trying to figure out they want to hang out with you. But they know the benefit with you is... Um, something that they want, and it could be anything, and you're just throwing it out there like, you know, if you hang out with me, or if we can see each other, I'd like to, I don't know, I know this sounds very corny, I can't, I can't think of 
a great example for this other than um, basically you feeling, if you feel, let me tell you like this, if you feel the need to have to do something just to get someone to spend time with you, just to get in someone's good graces, you are buying their adoration, you're buying their attention, and that is short-lived. Attention, love, um, or saposity, I can't say that well this morning, um, all that should be natural. It, it evolves. It comes with time. There's nothing that you can do to force that. It, it's, it naturally evolves. And you don't want to have to, every time you see this girl, the thing is, okay, I know that if I tell her I want to see her this weekend, it's a maybe. But if I tell her that we can go shopping, then I know I'm going to get her time. That's buying someone's time. They should want to spend time with you regardless because you are you. Okay? So buying time. And the same for women. Number six, selling yourself. So this kind of ties into number five, but it is different in the respect that you don't have to convince somebody of how great you are in order for them to get to see and discover this wonderful relationship that they can have with you. If you allow your personality to shine through, that person that's for you will appreciate you for who you are. You don't have to try to impress them with your education, how many degrees you have, where you live, what your um, your career, your page, your bank account, what type of car you drive, or how well you cook, and how well you've treated your men in the past or your women in the past or how good you are in bed. You don't have to sell yourself, okay? When you are genuine and someone genuinely cares and likes you, they are there for you and that creates a better bond down the road. However, if your attraction or that person's attraction is based off of what you can give to them or what how you stack up, the next person that comes by that may be able to offer a better pitch, that person may walk away with what you felt was a solid situation. So stop that selling yourself. There's nothing wrong with talking about your accomplishments um, and things that you're proud of, but to use that as your uh, calling card, your um, resume, I'm, I'm all this, it reeks of insecurity, for one. And number two is, is desperate. You don't have to continue to sell yourself or sell yourself at all. Either they can take it or they can leave it. Number seven, ignoring red flags. Just don't. That's, that's all I can say about that. I have a, a episode about red flags and identifying the different types of red flags, which I can't remember. I think I had about 20 points there but red flags be aware of what they are so often we jump into liking someone so much really too soon or even jumping into relationships too soon without really knowing the person uh, not allowing enough situations to happen for us to be able to determine whether or not this is somebody that we should waste our time for what category we should put them in and uh, we jump into it too quick we start enjoying that person we start liking the idea of that person and then before you know it a couple of red flags pop up but by then we're already too deep in to actually see 
and be um, be on the right um, or have the right mind to say, let me back up. Sometimes we find out about red flags too late and it's hard to pull back. Uh, number eight, my last one, is playing games. And the games I'm talking about, uh, a lot of times people play games when we are at the point or when they're at the point to where they feel like they're losing something. They don't have something to to gain. I mean, they don't have anything to lose, excuse me. Um, and a lot of times people do that not realizing that they are being desperate, acting desperate. Um, playing games such as trying to make someone jealous or playing the victim just to get some type of reaction. Those type of things that are things that we have to be careful of. We have to pay attention and make sure that we're not jumping into that because a lot of those things, they end up backfiring. And a lot of those victories are short-lived. So those are my top eight. Number one is um, uh, bargaining with your values or compromising your values just to be with someone. Minimizing your feelings or not communicating how you feel uh, just for the sake of not rocking the boat. Asking about, number three is asking about being in a relationship. Uh, where are we at? Where do we stand? Where are we at? That shit's, excuse me. <laughs> that shit gets old and it's, it's, it's annoying and it makes you look unattractive, okay? Number four, being the backup. You know, get your own life. If that person can't put you first or being around you is not a priority, then you find some other priorities in your life to where they have to catch up with you. Number five, buying time. If someone can't spend time with you just to be in your air, they don't deserve your air. Number six, selling yourself. I'm not for sale. Nothing about me is for sale. Nothing about you should be for sale either. Okay, whatever and whatever good qualities you have, that is for you and the person that you end up being with because they deserve it, not because you gave a better pitch than someone else. Number seven, ignoring red flags. Keep your eyes open for red flags. Um, definitely look out for those because that can save, looking out for those and backing away can save you a whole lot of time down the road. But be attention, be, excuse me, pay attention to red flags. Don't ignore them. Okay. And number eight, playing games. Games are for kids. Don't have time for it. And if you know that there's somebody that is playing games with you, don't even waste your time. They're not that serious about you or they may be, but they're not emotionally mature enough to go on in a healthy relationship. So those are my eight. I know there's quite a few others. There's some that I shaved off this list. I didn't want to have a super long discussion or episode about this. I hope that either if this isn't a list for you today, hopefully it's not a list for you ever, <laughs> but I hope that you're able to reflect on some of the things that I said that may help you navigate as you go on into your dating or into a healthy and loving relationship. And this is Dee, and I am signing out. Thanks. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Dating While Black. If you have a show idea, 
or a suggestion, please reach out to us at info at datingwhileblack.org. This show was brought to you in part by Blush Bartending, Kitty Paw Shoes, Brunch and Body, and The Hunt Dallas. To find out more about Dating While Black, please check us out on all social media platforms. You can also visit our website at www.datingwhileblack.org. We appreciate your support. And as always, put a big smile on someone's face and go love on someone.